You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello and welcome to the Screener Squad. My name is Chad Halverson. With me today, I have Ray, Neil, and Frank. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Wow. Okay. Just you're all going to be literal. Nobody was going to switch it up and actually just, you know, say hello. But okay, uh, fine. Anyways. Hello to nobody except the ones that are on this recording. There you go. <laughs> so we are here today to talk about Space Force Season 2. Uh, it's a Netflix show. It's obviously in its second season. First one came out in 2020. I think it was 2020. It's yeah. been such a weird like two years, but uh, yeah, it was June 2020. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this just takes place or it kind of answers some questions uh, that we had at the end of season one. And uh, it's three episodes shorter than the first season. So I don't know what that means. But let me start off by asking all of you, did you is did anybody go into this cold, like never see the first season? I watched the first season twice, actually. My uh, my dad's uh, bro- brother, my uncle died in June 2020. And um, my parents live a few hours back there. And this is the time when we weren't going back. You know, you weren't visiting family in this and that because it was a high pandemic. And so I was like really, really fleeing bummed that I couldn't be there for him because he was so close. So I threw on space. uh Space Force, trying really hard not to say Space Jam, but I threw on Space Force and uh, yeah, I left my ass off. And so that was like a really great like coping, you know, sort of distraction. So it instantly became one of my favorites of 2020. I named it on our our video, actually, I think. I mean, I was drawn to this just because I was a big fan of Steve Carell and Greg Daniels back when they brought the office back from basically ripped it from uh, Ricky Gervais and paid him a lot of money to take the idea. But they did really good with it. So to bring those two forces back together, I was immediately in. And then there's so many different type of alumnus in this. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of Ben Schwartz. John Malkovich is obviously awesome and a big get. Jimmy O. Yang, he was great in uh, Silicon Valley. Don Lake uh, is freaking hilarious as Brad. There's a lot. Of, and then they, you know, like any comedy half hour comedy they'll have like guests every weekend and uh you know they added some new recurring characters like tim meadows is the new uh secretary of defense yeah. for the new incoming administration the which is a staff the chiefs of staff chief of, oh sorry oh chief God. of staff sorry you know i mean talk about like talk about like a a, a spread of great comedy actors i mean meadows dude. is the secretary of defense but yeah we got back the joint chiefs of staff because he was considered the new low one on the totem pole with uh coast guard which and i love this fact but i love the fact that this this was greenlit and netflix got the rights to space force the copyright and then when the trump administration came out I'm like yeah we're starting a new sixth branch of the military called space force 
and Netflix is here sitting on a literal government entity of a name. I don't know. I just that was another reason why I was like, all right, I now I have to watch this show just because of that kerfuffle. Yeah, did you watch it, Chad, back at season one, or did you kind of binge through season one and then go right into season two? Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was, when I saw the previews for this and the cast, and I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to watch this. Like, they're, they're easy episodes to watch. Like, to binge seven uh, half hour episodes of a comedy is, you know, a drop in the bucket. Yeah. yeah. I was a little sad that we didn't have, like, the usual, like, because the first season was. I know some of them were 40 minutes. Was that the the norm? 40 minutes? I know episode two of season one was my which was my favorite, which is the one with the with the monkey in space and the Oh, that's my favorite dog, too. Right? Yeah. So the, the biggest laugh is um yeah, it comes from that episode. But they were all like 40 something minutes long and um I kind of like that. These were all more like 30, 31 at most. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe they had to rein it in a little bit. I don't know what the numbers were for season one, but you know, I, I know it's probably easier to digest half hour comedy episodes than 40 to 45 randomly yeah what did everybody think of kind of like the arc for this season because the the end of the last season they they're on the moon with the chinese and there's like a kerfuffle um and then uh general naird who's played by steve carell makes a decision to save the astronauts over like just leaving them to die and the first episode of this season is the hearing that he has to explain himself and then all his subordinates, you know, putting their two cents in. And we get this kind of like random montage of all these goofy characters incriminating themselves or not making General Naird seem like a good leader at all. Uh, but he ends up fighting his case and winning it. And Space Force's budget is completely like slashed. And now they have to deal with that fallout. Well, and on top of that, they only get four months to turn this around. So yes. <laughs> that's the thing about this season is is they really kind of give themselves a four month window to you know to tell a, kind of a four month story. So yeah, that's kind of a short period of time. But even within that four months, I wanted a couple more episodes out of this season because I feel like a couple of storylines got shortchanged. You know what I think, and and I don't know if this is kind of like my go-to for everything nowadays but that first season was released in 2020 which probably means it was produced uh a year earlier in uh 2019 before the pandemic started so they probably had a lot more to do a bigger budget um my my guess is they cut it down just because it's covid maybe i I think i feel like the storyline from season one uh, was more whole and complete, I felt. And I think it was, it was, it was certainly stronger, um, you know, all leading up to getting to the moon. And I didn't, I didn't really feel it this time around. I know that, you know, they have that four month deadline and it's all leading up to, can they actually, you know, get themselves together in four months? I didn't feel that was as strong or as compelling. Um, and each of the, each of the individual episodes, once they stopped dealing with anything having to do with the moon landing, um, they, it just felt like a more just like a traditional sitcom, you know, like, oh, let's see what goofy situations are going to enter into this episode. And I'm, and I, I still liked it. I, I liked it because I love Greg Daniels, you know, back from the King of the Hill days. And I love all these actors and they all clearly are on the same wavelength and have the same energy. Um, so it all works. It just worked better um, in season one for me because I think the storyline was uh, was stronger. I agree with you. The total arc of season one is a bit richer than this arc we get in season two. But I think season two feels more of like a character builder 
because like we really dive. I mean, the first season you really focus on General Naird and his personal life, you know, with his wife being in jail and blah, blah, blah. And they hint at it at season two. But season two, we got the relationship between Dr. Chan and uh, Captain Ali have a relationship at the end of season one and season two kind of explores that more. Ben Schwartz kind of has like a better season, I think, as far as his character, because I feel like him in the first season, he's like a complete idiot. And in the second season, he's more of like a controlled idiot, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, Brad takes over the complete idiot. Oh, yeah. For season yeah, two. He does. Poor Brad. He's the only. <laughs> so I had fun with the season, but my issues are with what's not on the screen. And the, sh- the shorter season, I think, really pulled the heart and the truly the character development out because we landed on the friggin' moon and the Chinese are on the friggin' moon and we flash forward to get a couple of flashbacks. And the fallout from that is not just the new administration going, you know, putting Naird on the on the time on the clock saying, prove why you should do this. You should keep doing it or someone else gets it. And oh by the way, you only got so so little time. But our characters don't like Ali is dealing with some PTSD that is manifesting in funny but odd ways. And we don't, it doesn't get fixed, but it really doesn't get discussed. It doesn't even start the baby steps of going somewhere. Um, and that, that happens, I think, with a lot. We get a tiny bit more of the daughter. I think she's better played this season than season one. She's whining and annoying and not given any agency in the first season where she's got more to do this season. But being short three episodes, I think, really hurt it. It's still fun. I still recommend it. My only issue in the show is Brad's a little too stupid. Like the character's so dumb, he might forget to breathe is how they present him. But then they left field him where he knows how to play. He's he's concert level on this Chinese heritage instrument instrument. Like I love that bit was good where everybody had this. Everybody were an expert. Yeah, they were an expert and fully fluent in something in Chinese. But him. But Brad, most of the time, is just like facepalm. Um, but yeah, the three episodes, or I mean, they they could have gone with twelve. You're talking about a moon, dual moon landings, and a return, and and now we got to prove our worth at half the budget and resources. Da 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 da. da. And where they end, if they try to do that in six episodes or seven episodes, it's going to feel hollow and cheap too. They what? Do you think uh, more episodes or just longer episodes? I would take one or the other, yeah. I think I would take the shorter episodes just because this is being put to us as a half an hour comedy. And that even in the first season when you're talking about 40 minutes, that's basically, I mean, you know, a little longer, but it's a half hour comedy. I want more half hours. You know, I think the the digestible 30 minutes are great because you can watch this all in one chunk if you want to, or you can break it up. And either way, it's funny. What I, I enjoy about this show, and it's it's a lot of, you know, The Office did this and so did Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, even though this show isn't shot like that by any means. It's a traditional, you know, one camera uh, comedy show. But I really like the secondary characters that they bring in, especially in this season, Pat Oswalt. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the main things that happens with cutting this budget is Mallory, played by John Malkovich. Mallory has this Mars mission that he's already in the middle of. They're literally sending an astronaut to Mars and they get the funding cut. So he's literally just 
a dude in space now because they can't do anything else with him. And he's like basically going to die there. Uh, and at a certain point in one of the episodes, he just randomly calls in and you find out later that he's suicidal. But Aaron is there and she's basically just like a friend to him because he's alone. And that conversation kind of pushes her character into a new area that she really didn't think of because her whole arc this season is she's about to go to college and, you know, what is she going to do? Where is she going to go? But yeah, Patton Oswalt, that dude, that dude's literally in everything now. I know. And yeah. I, I love it. I don't <laughs> me, care. Me too. He's uh, you, you feel almost, I don't want to use the word safe, but you know, you're in good hands when you oh, see yeah. a Patton Oswalt. Like, yeah, exactly. He's got that annoying high pitched, voice but it totally works and yeah he's such a dork in real life and (laughs) a talented writer so it's a fun person to follow on twitter yeah oh yeah i don't want to get into like what the ending is or you know what the arc is hopefully they get a third season because i will absolutely watch it it'd be such an an f you to to the fans like to not follow through with the with the third season of this it's just it's too huge and and they can't do they 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 can't keep the same format. I feel like. they had to put in a couple more episodes without question. Well, and I think you're right. It, it very possibly, it, hopefully, this whole will come out of this COVID thing, and you know they'll have to they can drop some of their guards. You know, having to shoot and not have a certain amount of people in the room, and not have. And I really think that that's probably where this got hurt. And I just God. I hope that we can come out of this thing and we get more episodes because I know that we're all sitting at home and we're watching this and this is entertaining to us. And and thank goodness somebody's out there making entertainment because we're all, you know, we're all stuck inside watching it. Um, But here I am complaining that I just want more entertainment from these people. I think it's a good thing. This is one of those shows that is levity in the middle of, you know, this time that we're all going through and it's so much more fun for me especially lately because i just i can't i can't watch any more sad things i can't <laughs> so yeah do really, you have I've, not, had, I've had a hard time with that so you haven't rewatched mayor of east town then right oh, no i haven't rewatched it although that is a great show oh my god go ahead and watch show. that if you haven't watched it but, but no i i don't want sad things right now <laughs> yeah i feel you I know what you mean. And there's there's nothing like really mean-spirited about this about this show. And it's not even really I mean, I wouldn't call it too cynical either. It's just um, you know, it's a it's like like Pat Oswalt. It's a safe place. It really is. I almost think the first episode is a reenactment of their meeting with Netflix where they're getting cut and they only have so long to do it or else you'll be replaced. I like the satire of the military hierarchy. In this one, Naird finds out that his wife is going to divorce him, and he goes to a therapist for, like, less than five minutes. And he's such that four-star general, I know what I have to do. You just got to lace up your bootstraps and keep marching forward. He just gets up. He's like, nope, and he walks out. I like Mallory's character a lot because he's he's the one that's, like, trying to fight the establishment. He's my favorite, Doctor Mallory Malkovich. I think so. I think is he, my favorite. He came out funnier in in this season. I mean, he was really he was hilarious in the first one, but I think that he really I don't know if it's Malkovich is really getting into the groove of the character more, or they just wrote him funnier because they they realized he could handle more jokes. Um, but at times he's he was he was making me laugh more than Carell was. Um, you know, I think yeah, he really shines this uh, this season more than before. It's a good series. If you watch the first season, we definitely recommend the second. But why don't we 
wrap up and do our final thoughts. And because I've never recorded with you, Neil, you go first. I win. That's what that means. <laughs> the show is fun. It's easy to get through. Uh, it does suffer from not being able to go below the surface, the crust of the moon, um, as much as it probably should to really, they touch on some heavy subjects and I would have loved to see how they would have handled them in, in their way without being too heavy. And let's hope they get a season three. I've recommended it. I'll keep re- recommending it. I'm giving it seven out of 10, 4 a.m. drum solos. Frank. Yeah, I, I like this as well. I think that uh, it's, it's lesser than the first season. Um, but the first season was just so great that by comparison, this is, you know, a lesser version of something great is still pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I wished like we could have had more as we've all said, I wish, I wish we could have had more of Lisa Kudrow, the Lisa, uh, the Lisa Kudrow character. Um, because I think it was like what you were saying, you know, like, like a lot of stuff happened between the two of them, I guess, um, that, you know, how did she get, you know, she's back in prison. Okay. And, uh, we still don't know what she's in prison for. Okay. And I, I wasn't really sold on Aaron, um, the Diana Silvers character, uh, as an intern, it kind of felt like, uh, kind of like Rebecca on cheers. Remember how Rebecca on cheers after a while was just in every episode, she was just behind the bar sorting out little receipts from like a, from a little like cigar box. And she was just there just to have her there, it felt. And that's what it kind of felt like to me with with Aaron. But I did like what they did with her about planning her future and that sort of aimlessness that she was facing and how she, you know, tried to navigate that. I liked everybody here. Everyone is is great. And the writing is great. It's that classic Greg Daniels writing. It's Steve Carell. It's pretty good. The first one's just better because the first one gives us more. So I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 stick figure drawings with a frown that I make every time I'm mad and can't express it verbally. Ray. Yeah, we're going to all say the same thing here. And I, I hate to say it again, but this is still great television, but it is not quite as good as season one. And we've discussed that that's probably not entirely the fault of the people, you know, writing in this show and acting in this show. But it's three hours of your life, people. That's it. Go out, watch it, do it. Um, uh, it's... It will make you happy. It will. Uh, so I can't. I can't give it the score that I gave. You know, necessarily the first season, just because of some of the things we've discussed. But I don't want to tell you not to watch it because I, I do. And the and I, I want to tell you that if you don't know already that John Malkovich is a national treasure, and we all need to worship him more than we do. And and if you don't believe that, watch the show because he is hysterical. Uh, but overall, I guess this season I have to only go with a somewhere in the middle. I have to go like a seven point five, you know, seven point five cans of grape crush for crushing it. I would argue John Malkovich got a movie named after him. So if he's not a treasure because of that. <laughs> true, true. But you're right. There's different people from different subgenres of comedy in here. You know, Stephen Carell and Greg Daniels, they're a package good. John Malkovich has always been eccentric and weird. Jimmy O. Yang ironically worked with Thomas Middleditch in Silicon Valley, but now he's working with Ben Schwartz in this one, which Ben and Tom have their own uh, comedy duo that they do on Netflix as well. 
SNL alums, Lisa Kudrow's in here. This is no different from season one, but they really like tried to cast this well. And I think that's one of the strongest points about this show. Everything that you guys have said previous to this, it's all true. Uh, second season is definitely a little bit weaker than the first, but doesn't make it any worse. It's just, you know, you got to look at it as the whole picture. So hopefully we do get a third season and maybe that third season will help round out this, you know, less than ideal second season. But then I always make the argument that everything that we love when it first comes out, we have way too high expectations for it when, you know, the sequel or the second season comes out. But I think in this case, a lot of our criticisms are valid just in general. That being said, I'm going to go a little bit lower. Like I'm going to do six and a half space ASMRs out of 10. I really want to talk about the ending of this. It's so like it comes so quick. It's such a great ending. Well, and like thinking about like all all the movies that came out this year, one of the more popular ones, I feel like has a direct correlation with what the ending of this season uh, is. Uh-huh. I, I know where you're yeah. going. I, yeah. I, yeah. You, get, you get what I'm doing? <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. And I'm like, oh, man, like, is this a package deal? Like, is this is this going to be like a, a, a universe? Are we going to make a, a Netflix universe? I don't want it to be that movie, though. Please don't make it that movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> 